It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I cover the Chicago Bears for NBC Sports Chicago, and I cover the NFL for Pro Football Focus. Locked On Bears is your podcast destination for daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. And today we are putting together a game plan to take down the Green Bay Packers and clinch the NFC North. We'll take a look at the injury situation of both teams heading into the game to look at how that might affect Sunday's matchup. We'll talk about what the Bears defense has to do to prevent what happened last time against the Packers and potentially neutralize Aaron Rodgers for another victory. But before we get too specific into Sunday's game, we need to start with the latest out of Hallis Hall this week. And the Bears held their first day of practice on Wednesday And the injury report for both the Bears and the Packers was particularly notable for Wednesday. When you start with the Bears, the injury report reads as follows. Did not participate. Wide receiver Allen Robinson, hip. End of injury report. One player on the Bears injury report this week just to start, and that is remarkable considering what this team's injury report has looked like in recent years, especially in that John Fox era. We've talked about it a couple times throughout the season, just how remarkably well this Bears team has stayed healthy this season, uh, seemingly among the league leaders. Like, I look back to last year, and let's pick a random week. How about, uh, let's see, what would this have been? First was the 49ers on December 3rd. We've got Adrian Amos, doubtful with a hamstring. Deion Bush, questionable with an ankle. Bryce Callahan, questionable with a knee. DeAndre Houston Carson, questionable with an ankle. Cravon LeBlanc, questionable with an illness. Josh Sitton, questionable with a concussion. Plus, you throw on everyone else that was on injured reserve. It just seemed like, you know, as you remember, every week, so many guys banged up with every little thing. A lot of those players I mentioned missed that game, I think, uh, LeBlanc and Sitton were the only ones I mentioned that actually played against the 49ers that week. And it's just remarkable how, you know, a lot of those players are, are still around this year. I mean, Bryce Callahan now on injured reserve. His his injury issues have lingered now with the broken foot. But Adrian Amos, healthy this season after having some issues in the past. Deion Bush starting to get banged up a little bit, missed last week, but no longer on the injury report this week. DeAndre Houston Carson had that thing in the preseason, but it's been healthy ever since. And you know, Josh Sitton's gone and Cravon LeBlanc is gone, but it's, it's remarkable how healthy this Bears team has been and, and how well that's been able to uh, sustain some of their success, that they have that continuity in both their starting lineups offensively and defensively. And it just allows guys to get more familiar with each other, to get more confidence within the system, and to really be able to play at full speed. I mean, I'm sure there are players dealing with sort of those nagging injuries that just kind of wear and tear from the course of the season that 
aren't necessarily showing up on the injury report, but it's not clearly affecting anybody to a very much extent. Allen Robinson just kind of getting the precautionary day off because of the hip. It doesn't sound like something the Bears are particularly concerned about this point, and they're going to be as full strength as possible, it appears, heading into this matchup with the Packers. It's really just the guys on IR. Bryce Callahan, Kyle Long, Zach Miller, Sam Acho, Deion Sims to some extent. That's really all this Bears team is missing at this point in the season, and it's such a 180 from what we've seen in recent years. It's also a pretty stark contrast to what Green Bay is working with this week. Their injury report is much more significant and and could have a, a pretty significant impact on this game. And we'll get into some of the more specific matchup aspects of these injuries in a little bit, but just to kind of go through the guys they've got sidelined. Right tackle Brian Bulaga did not participate on Wednesday with a knee injury. He missed their last game against the Atlanta Falcons uh, with the same injury, so there's some real question as to whether he'll be able to go. Defensive lineman Kenny Clark, one of the best defensive linemen in the league, did not participate with an elbow injury. And tight end Jimmy Graham, knee and thumb, did not participate. And I believe Bashad Breland, one of their backup cornerbacks, had a non-injury-related thing. But you're seeing three key starters there not participating in practice Wednesday. Three guys that could have really significant impacts on the outcome of this game. And you throw in a couple guys limited in participation in practice. Wide receiver Randall Cobb, outside linebacker Clay Matthews, and then left guard Lane Taylor and an already banged up offensive line. There are some really significant injuries here for Green Bay that could have a a real direct impact on the game. I mean, even Aaron Rodgers shows up on the injury report, although full participation with the knee injury that he seemingly suffered back against the Bears and seemingly overcame in that game. And and we're going to kind of get back into what went wrong in week one and how to kind of avoid that here later on in the podcast. But it's clear that the Packers are hurting in the trenches. They've been particularly hurting on the offensive line this year, which is going to be a big key that we are, again, we're going to get into here in the next segment. But the, the health of these two teams has played such a big factor in their respective success and failure and, and obviously trending in opposite directions. And it, it it's something Bears fans really shouldn't take for granted, especially after the last three years. But even, even not, even so, you always got to appreciate a healthy team. It uh, speaks to a training staff that's certainly up up to speed, and uh, Ryan Pace perhaps investing in players that are a little bit more durable than you know some of the likes of the Marcus Wheatons of the world that were, were previously signed. So it, it's a lot of credit deserved all around, and I think it deserves a lot of credit for the Bears' success this year. It's a sneaky factor having that continuity on both sides of the ball, because trust me. Injuries decimated my fantasy football team this year and really eliminated any hope of the playoffs that I thought I might have. But fortunately for me, my fantasy football season is not over. I'm still playing one-week fantasy over at DraftKings. With DraftKings, you draft a new team every week because you are the GM. You just choose your players, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. No matter what your skill level is, there's a contest waiting for you at DraftKings. We've got a special league put together right now for listeners of Locked On Podcast Network. What it does is it brings us all into the same group so we can start our own competitions and only play with people within the Locked On Podcast Network. So you can play head-to-head with me in one-week fantasy football, and you can get a free play right now with your first deposit. 
Just go to DraftKings.com or download the app and use the promo code Locked On to enter a contest for free this weekend with your first deposit and compete for your share of over $1.5 million in total prizes. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N only at DraftKings, the game inside the game. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Up next on the podcast, we're going to get into how this Bears defense needs to attack the Green Bay offense and make sure what happened in week one isn't going to happen again. Keep it locked right here on Locked On Bears. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Well, it is Bears-Packers week here on Locked On Bears. Yesterday, we had Peter Bukowski from Locked On Packers to give us his takes, albeit controversial takes, but give us his takes on the Green Bay Packers. I know he always ruffles a few feathers when he's on here, so I'll just say again that I, I like to allow other people to have their opinions and even when I might disagree with them, I, I let our respective analysis speak for itself and we'll let the games on Sundays really reveal the ultimate truth. But to get into this matchup a little bit more specifically, I think this is going to come down to the Bears defense once again having to shoulder the load and ultimately having to keep the offense in the game. I mean, the Bears just haven't been able to necessarily rely on the offense for an overwhelming amount of points from week to week. It's had to be big plays from the defense. And there's one key to this defense that we've talked about a number of times on this podcast. We keep coming back to it because I believe it to be the most critical factor in the Bears' success from any given week. I think it was what cost them against the New York Giants two weeks ago and what ultimately allowed them to upset the Rams last week. It is this Bears' pass rush. I firmly believe it has a very clear ripple effect on the rest of the roster. Starting with the defense, it's the pass rush allowing the secondary to play a little bit more aggressive, to bite on shorter routes and play more physically with receivers because they don't have to fear for receivers breaking free downfield and quarterbacks being able to have that extended time in the pocket to make those longer developing plays. And so I think that's part of what went wrong the last time against Green Bay. It wasn't necessarily the Bears' fault, but Green Bay found a good way to neutralize this Bears' pass rush. And I think we saw the Giants do a little bit of it two weeks ago. You know, in the first half, when Aaron Rodgers got hurt and Brett Hundley came in, the Packers just couldn't sustain drives. And the Bears' defense was well-rested every time they came out on the field. They weren't on the field that long, and ultimately, they dominated that first half, and for the most part, the first three quarters. 
But once Aaron Rodgers came back in that fourth quarter, I mean, he came back in the second half, but once that fourth quarter started rolling, what you saw was the Packers go to that more no-huddle-style offense, tire out this Bears defense, and Mitchell Trubisky and company went on back-to-back-to-back three-and-outs there in the first half. So the defense stayed on the field a long time. They didn't get that break. The pass rush lost some of the energy. Guys were getting tired. They got sloppy, and that's what allowed Aaron Rodgers to really pull off such an epic comeback. And so... It's, first of all, critical for this defense to get off the field. I mean, that is first and foremost. But from a pass rushing standpoint, they have to remain aggressive. Like we talked about at the top, this Packers offensive line is particularly banged up. The right tackle, Brian Bulaga, may not be able to go after missing last week. And he, again, did not participate in practice on Wednesday with that knee injury. And that can be all the difference in the world for someone like Khalil Mack. I mean, Brian Bulaga is one of the better right tackles in the NFL. It was a good matchup between he and Mack in week one. Ultimately, still felt like Mack got the better of him. But if you think about Bulaga being a high-quality right tackle and, and playing Mack tough, and you replace him with their backup, I believe it would be Jason Spriggs who has really been a pretty big draft bust for them, that could be a potential game-changing type matchup at that right tackle position. But even on the interior, Lane Taylor, the left guard, limited in practice, and he has been a pretty weak leak up front. And then the right guard, Justin McCray, when he is active and rolling, he is a bit of a weakness there as well. But Byron Bell, I believe, played two weeks ago against the Cardinals, and has been kind of filling in for McCray, but then McCray was back and ready to go against the Falcons, so they've been kind of rotating different guys in there. Lucas Patrick at left guard in place of Lane Taylor last week, so it's clearly been a, a significant rotation on the offensive line because of injury, and that should leave Khalil Mack, Leonard Floyd, Akeem Hicks, etc., licking their chops to get after the quarterback, and Vic Fangio, you know, he can't take the foot off the gas, not even during the course of the game, but just from a game planning standpoint, you think, well, the Packers offensive line's banged up, so you don't need to go overboard with the pass rush. Maybe you can just rely on your, you know, your guys to just get home and, and be more conservative on the back end. But I think in, in a game like this, you have to keep that heat on. You have to attack this Packers offensive line as though it were just like the Rams, whether like it were a high quality offensive line that requires your full effort and attention and really make Aaron Rodgers' life miserable because that's what they failed to do in the second half in week one and it's ultimately what came back to bite them. So I would be looking to stay fully aggressive against this offensive line. That doesn't mean uh, an inordinate amount of blitzing, but it's just more about not taking any of it for granted, not taking them too light, not taking it too easy on them just because you know they're injured and, and have lower quality players in there, you still got to come out full force. You know, I'm not concerned about the Packers running game necessarily having a huge impact in deciding the final score. This is going to be an Aaron Rodgers decided game. If the Bears can get after him, can make him uncomfortable and can force him into some bad throws, the Bears are going to be fine. But if the Packers can sustain drives and can get that no huddle going again and Rodgers can pull off some of his magic, all of a sudden maybe this game is a little bit closer than you'd want to see. At the end of the day, the Bears need to bring the heat to Soldier Field. And if you need to bring the heat to your next outdoor event, Action Heat Clothing is for you. They make the world's best battery-heated clothing with heat on demand at the touch of a button. It's perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. Anyone that works outdoors, they ski, they snowboard, or just anyone who hates being cold, Action Heat is made for them. 
They've got heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, even undergarments like base layer shirts and heated long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Right now, we've got a special deal for Locked On Bears listeners. You can save 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything they've got to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the coupon code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. Still to come on the podcast, we turn our attention to Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears offense and look for ways for the young quarterback to get back into a rhythm and lead this team to success to keep points on the board and outscore Aaron Rodgers. That's next on Locked on Bears. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We all know there's nothing like Bears versus Packers. And I don't know about you, but I am excited to see what Matt Nagy's going to draw up for this game because all eyes are going to be on Mitchell Trubisky after, of course, losing this game in week one and really having a poor performance last week against the Rams. And it's going to be on this coach and this team around him to help sort of uh, take some of the pressure off of him and put him in a position to be most successful. I think when you look at this Packers defense and try and put together a scouting report here of how to attack them, there's, there's a pretty obvious trend that stands out when you look at, at Green Bay. You look across this secondary, there is a lot of inexperience on this Packers team. It's a very young secondary, three rookies all playing significant roles Last week against the Atlanta Falcons, their cornerbacks were undrafted rookie free agent Tony Brown, first-round pick Jari Alexander, and second-round pick Josh Jackson. And then, you know, that that's a certain level of inexperience that can be potentially uh, leveraged and taken advantage of. I would expect to see Matt Nagy try and throw a lot of different things at this young secondary that hasn't necessarily always been in the same exact positions to prepare for each other and build that continuity, whereas the Bears offense has had almost the exact same starting lineup with the exception of that, you know, the change at right guard with the injury. But for the most part, the, the same core pieces offensively have pretty much been there all season. So they've got some more, some confidence and some experience to be able to throw in different things and try some new looks with four defensive linemen on the field in the red zone and throwing to your six offensive linemen for the touchdown and things like that. I would expect to see more of these, what I would call gimmicky type plays, but this is the type of situation where these kind of gimmicks can be particularly effective against a secondary with inexperience that might be more vulnerable. I also expect a lot of different looks, different formations, and a lot of motion to try and get the Packers to make adjustments on the fly and potentially have some breakdowns in communication and ultimately make mistakes when they have to make these kind of instant decisions with, again, young, inexperienced players trying to communicate that all through the defense. And in particular with motion from receivers, 
you know, obviously the majority of pre-snap motion helps to determine what coverage the defense is in based on how they react to the motion, whether it's man versus a zone type coverage and what the safeties do. And if the Bears are motioning around in this game, when, when that motion reveals man coverage to Mitchell Trubisky, that should signal to him to look over to Josh Jackson, the second-round pick out of Iowa. A lot of Iowa Bears fans out there know the name Josh Jackson, but what, what Jackson has struggled with, he struggled with it at Iowa, and it's continued to the NFL. His one main weakness has been that man-to-man coverage, that when he's left truly one-on-one in space with a receiver, he can be vulnerable there, especially when he gets his back to the quarterback instead of being able to keep his eyes on the quarterback. Think like a young Kyle Fuller in that sense. But if you get Josh Jackson one-on-one with like Taylor Gabriel, for example, there might be an opportunity over the top there to throw a double move on him and create some space. Or Anthony Miller can use his route running over the middle and and try and create some separation that way. Certainly Allen Robinson and his size and his ability to win vertically. Another potential plus matchup in man coverage against a cornerback like Josh Jackson if that pre-snap motion and sort of that dressing from Matt Nagy can identify that for his young quarterback. Then, of course, there's the running game with Mr. Jordan Howard finally getting things going last week against the Los Angeles Rams. And really, that was the first time since, well, sort of week one against the Packers that we really saw Jordan Howard have a nice day out on the field. So clearly there's some precedent here for Howard, not only last week, but last game against the Packers, to continue that success into this game. And just based on what the Packers tend to do defensively, their primary personnel is their nickel package with an extra safety in the game in place of a linebacker. They use Josh Jones as sort of a hybrid, strong safety linebacker in the box, and that might be advantageous in the passing game and and maybe trying to guard Tariq Cohen out of the backfield, but that leaves you a little bit more vulnerable with those runs up the middle. Jones not as strong at taking on blocks and filling in the running game, and you add into that the Packers' defensive line no longer has Mike Daniels or Muhammad Wilkerson, both of which are on injured reserve. It kind of just leaves Kenny Clark as the one guy up front that might scare you or might be able to make an impact in this running game. So it's clear that there's plenty of opportunity from a personnel and from an injury standpoint for the Bears to continue their success running the football, particularly up the middle with Jordan Howard. And if you mix in those outside runs with Cohen and some of those screen passes to keep the defensive line moving sideways, plus all the different looks Matt Nagy should put in to try and confuse the secondary, there's a lot of reasons why this running game should be able to have success, why the passing game should be able to have success against a young secondary. And then you combine them with play action to, again, take advantage of cornerbacks who might be a little bit more vulnerable to that type of thing. You get Jordan Howard going in the running game, you, you get these different looks, and then you throw on the play action to get the defense biting on that running game. It all equates to a much easier job for Mitchell Trubisky. It's all about kind of keeping him calm, settling him down, knocking some of the rust off again. You know, last week, he, he even admitted this week that in, in the last game, he was trying a little bit too hard and wasn't setting his feet and wasn't stepping into throws. I mean, he recognizes the issues, and it, it's a little bit of a mental thing at this point in being able to put together all of the physical things at the same time. So being able to pass effectively against a young secondary, run the ball effectively against maybe a thinner interior of the defense and working play action off of that, that can all collectively calm Mitch down and put him in the best position to be successful and ultimately clinch this division with a win over the Packers. 
And it's funny, the Bears don't even necessarily need the win over the Packers to clinch. I believe if the Vikings lose on Sunday, even if the Bears lose, they will still clinch the division. But regardless, they will be motivated to beat Green Bay and to determine their own fate within this division. It's going to be fun to watch. I hope you'll keep it locked right here on Lockdown Bears for all of your post-game news and analysis. We'll be back breaking down all things from this game. I hope you subscribe to the podcast to keep up with all of our Bears news and analysis. And I hope you'll join the conversation on the Locked On Bears Facebook group. We get a lot of different people posting in there, sharing their thoughts on the podcast, their thoughts on the latest Bears news and everything that happens during game day. Just go on Facebook and search Locked On Bears group. Request to join and I'll approve you and make sure you're not just someone trying to come in and spam us with all of your Packer love because we do not allow that in the Locked On Bears Facebook group. The only thing you're allowed to do in there is bear down. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.